Sports, Politics, Life, 360 Document Solutions presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at 360documentsolutions.com. Through the years, I've had the good fortune or the misfortune, depending on how you look at it, of covering many stories that I deem to be just silly. Largely, they were stories that were presented by newsmakers, whether it be coaches or people in the news or whatever, that just came up with some silly stuff or were absolutely clueless in what they were talking about or you couldn't take seriously. Some of these examples would be when Gunther Cunningham was the coach of the Chiefs and he didn't have a two-point conversion chart. He had no idea when to go for two points and when not to go for two points. We pressed him on that and it seemed silly because he just he didn't care. As a former defensive coordinator, that's just something that didn't it was not very serious. He just didn't care about two-point conversions and when it was time to try to tie the game. As a defensive coach, it just was something he never thought about, and so he didn't care. Tony Pena, once famously as manager of the Royals, showered with his team after the game with his uniform on, soap and all, and that got out. Trey Hillman wasn't a very serious manager for the Royals. I remember he was a singer and did a Christmas album that got out and did a bunch of Christmas songs and things. There was just some people that were kind of silly. Frank Gans was once the head coach of the Chiefs. He lied about his resume and his his uh, his service to the military in his time, I believe it was Vietnam that he was talking about, but he was caught lying and, and fabricating a whole bunch of hero type things to make himself look good. We've had some drunk interviews before. I remember the owner of the, the soccer team one time, the guy, the Kincaid, the guy that owns the bus lines came on my show and was, you know, talking about purchasing this soccer team that he purchased and how it was going to be. Well, he'd just come from the celebratory news conference and champagne drinking of said event and was on my show maybe four or five hours later and was just flat out drunk and you couldn't take it seriously. I've seen some weird things, man. I've, I've heard the story of Dan Glass when the Royals were first trying to teach him to be an executive with the team. They wanted him to become the team president. His dad wanted him to learn baseball. Base, his former business was real estate. They sent him to uh, go down to, I think, Puerto Rico, somewhere in the islands to sign Hippolito Pichardo to a new contract. So he went down with somebody from the Royals. I don't know who, but Dan Glass went down there and they said, you go sign him for $2 million. And the idea was it was going to be a two-year deal, $2 million, $1 million a year. And he went down and signed him two years, $2 million per year, $4 million total. And they signed that thing so fast your head would spin. And it got out that he just was kind of a buffoon when it came to operating business or doing things baseball related. So there's some things we've seen that are silly. But they've always, at least in my line of work, involved things that aren't that important. Did we really care if David Glass spent an extra $2 million on Hippolito Pichardo because his son screwed up on a contract? I'm sure it was quite the topic around Thanksgiving turkey one year or, or Christmas dinner because I think it was in December. It was in the offseason. But not the end of the world for the Glass family that wound up making about a billion dollars on the baseball team. So not the end of the world. These were all things that seemed silly because... Well, they're sports, and, and sometimes we can't take sports all that seriously. But I've got my little siren going off, the alert, the bell, the buzzer, the light, on this Ukraine-Russia war, and it just seems flat-out silly. There's stuff going on here that doesn't make any sense to any of us, and ultimately what it's about is elite people making more and more money and bilking the United States out of billions and billions of dollars. We're seeing that. But we've made that point. We made that point last week. The silliness comes after the top lieutenant of Volodymyr Zelensky from Ukraine says 
we need to have a peace summit. It's going to be a, a United Nations-led event. We're going to have the, the leader of the UN sit down and do a peace summit so we can end this war in 2023. The goal is to end this this year. And they say, it's the Ukraine says it's really simple. Russia's going to stop shooting at us. They're going to leave our country. And we're going to try them for war crimes. The man said, every war ends diplomatically. We'd like to end this one diplomatically now. It's simple. Russia needs to stop fighting. They need to leave our country. Then we're going to try Putin and everyone in Russia for war crimes at the UN. Have you ever heard anything sillier than that? I mean, it would be great if that's what happened. Russia invaded their country, Ukraine. And the peace summit is this. You stop, you leave, and we put you on trial for war crimes. Now, that sounds like a surrender. That doesn't sound like peace talks to me. That sounds like if Ukraine was just flat out winning this thing and Russians were dying right and left and they were pushing them back and now Ukraine had gone into Russia and they're taking Russian territory away from Russia and making Ukraine bigger, then these could be your demands. This is a joke. This is completely unserious. What, they just want to put it out there, hey, we're willing to have peace talks? Those aren't peace talks. That's complete and utter surrender by Russia, and we're going to try you as a war criminal Putin, which is probably going to put you in jail, and we'll put a new regime in Russia. That's your negotiation? Took Russia a day or two to respond. Their response from their lead lieutenant, their war guy for, for Putin, is they responded, this is Diplomacy 404. And if you don't know what that means, when your computer locks up, it says what? Error 404. Right? You've seen that on your computer screen. Error 404. I got to give Russia credit for being funny here. Their response to this ridiculous attempt at peace talks by Ukraine, which I'm assuming Biden approved, is diplomacy 404. That's their response. In other words, error code. Uh, this has got to be a mistake. This is a glitch. This, this is so outrageous. There, it's error 404. There's some humor in that. There's not much humor in war, but the response to this ridiculous statement by Ukraine that they want to have peace talks, folks, this isn't serious. I, I, you just at this point have to ask yourself, why does Ukraine want to keep fighting this war? They're losing people. They've lost a third of their power. 70% of Kiev doesn't have power. It's winter. People are going to die in the cold. It's terrible. They've lost hundreds of billions of dollars worth of infrastructure and buildings. Why do they want to keep fighting this war? Why? What's, what's the end goal? What, what, what one reason could it be? The only thing I can see is that the people in charge in Ukraine are gaining more power and more wealth over the Ukrainian people. They're gaining more control with this war than they've ever had before. And in the end, if they have to give up a fourth of the land in their country and give it to Russia, they won't care. It'll just make them more powerful and richer over what they have. I don't, I just don't get this war. I don't understand any of it. And I, I, get, I guess Putin, in some deranged way, wants to put the Soviet Union back together and get back all the land that they once had in the Soviet Union. Ukraine is pointing out that Russia doesn't even belong in the UN, that they illegally hold the seat once occupied by the USSR and have never really applied or filed or been accepted to the UN as Russia. 
They're just filling the seat that the Soviet Union had. Ukraine thinks that's illegal. This is a civil war. This has nothing to do with the United States. I mean, absolutely nothing. And I can't believe it. And we, we, we're so numb in soon-to-be 2023 as human beings that we're watching tens of thousands of people killed, and we don't seem to care. The whole thing of war is bad, people are dying, is just gone from this conflict. It doesn't seem to matter. The devastation of war is not the story. The story is completely 100% political. And those politics have nothing to do with the United States of America. It is a civil war. And it has nothing to do with us. Zero. It's not even a civil war in Canada or Mexico. I could see where that would involve us. I get that. That's our borders. That's the people right next to us. This is halfway around the world. And there is no threat to Italy or France or Germany. It's fake. They're lying to you. There is no plan. Russia can barely get into Ukraine. How are they going to go to Germany and France and England and take those over? Really? You think Putin's just going to start lobbing nukes at all those countries? Come on. All that nuclear fallout, by the way, will drift toward Russia. <laughs> if they fire to the West into Europe, all the fallout is coming their way. It doesn't, none of this makes any sense. This is, this is really greedy, bad people letting average people die and suffer needlessly for their own gain, whatever gain that may be, whether Putin thinks it's his place in history, getting some of this land back, whether Zelensky has eyes on being the dictator in Ukraine for 50 more years because he's a young man and wants that cushy gig his entire life, whatever it may be, what we're learning now today with so much information available to all of us, I think what we've learned about leaders, people we elect or people who take over power and never relinquish it in other countries, what we're learning about these people is whatever they do, they're doing it for themselves. They really never do it for the good of the country or the good of the people. For the good of Ukraine, it would make sense to get to the table right now and negotiate this thing out and have a third party help them with that. But what they're calling for, for negotiation, is they want a negotiation, by the way, without Russia. <laughs> they, they want to go to the UN and they, they want the UN to demand Russia stop. Putin goes on trial for war crimes. The UN chief mediator says Russia was all bad, Ukraine all good. This war is over and they leave the Ukraine. That's it. That's, that's a negotiation. You can't, you just, you can't take it seriously, folks. Can't be done. It's a silly, silly story. KKHI is brought to you by Window World, simply the best for less, online at windowskansascity.com. J.D. Power & Associates says, once again, Window World is number one for customer satisfaction, and there's a reason why. These are great American-made products, and the service you get from Window World is the best in the industry. These are really good people. Have them out to your home or your business, and they'll give you a free estimate. Zero percent financing still available at Window World. Official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. Online, windowskansascity.com. Or call John Gillette and his team at 816-799-0820 for Window World. Simply the best for less. MyPillow.com slash KKHI. After holiday savings, available at MyPillow.com. Don't forget the promo code KKHI. They have more than pillows there. They have unbelievably great sets of sheets, mattress toppers. They even do mattresses, all kinds of things to stay warm this winter. They have robes and slippers. It's such a great shopping experience at MyPillow.com or MyStore.com with all those other retailers. MyStore.com also has a promo code, KKHI. 
You save big at MyPillow.com slash KKHI or MyStore.com slash KKHI. Example of that is pet blankets for as little as $13.99. Dog beds, now $19.99 with the code KKHI, where the classic MyPillow was $49, just $29 at MyPillow.com slash KKHI. And John and Heather over at Amazing Garage Floors, AmazingGarageFloors.net, taking reservations for the new year for your new garage floor. This is really what you wanted for Christmas, guys. Now it's time to make the call. 913-901-7139. I've got all that melted snow and sand and, and muck and salt and gross stuff in my garage right now. Not too worried about it. In a couple of days, it's supposed to be 60. It is a less than 10-minute project to hose out my garage completely and restore it to its brand new form. That floor will last forever from Amazing Garage Floors, online at AmazingGarageFloors.net. I've avoided talking very much about Carrie Lake, the Republican who ran for governor in Arizona who lost in the typical way we see Republicans lose now. Um, with days and days of counting, the Democrat comes on late and somehow wins the election. We all hate it. We cannot define exactly what it is. We saw ballots in Arizona that were printed on, we saw 19-inch ballots printed on 20-inch paper. And 14 of the 15 of them that they found were all for Hobbs, not Lake. There's all kinds of inconsistencies, irregularities, and things that happened here. So Carrie Lake went to court, and a lot of people got excited and thought, okay, this judge is appointed by a Republican governor in Arizona. This is going to be good. We're going to prove once and for all that they cheat in Arizona. And the court has thrown it out. The lawsuit has failed. And now Katie Hobbs, who is the governor, going to be the governor of Arizona, has requested from the court sanctions against Carrie Lake to the tune of almost $30,000 payback to the state for some of the things that they had to do to defend this. Look, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Carrie Lake in this suit. I know that you think Arizona was rigged. I know that we all think this stinks to the high heaven. I get it. It goes nowhere. We have no history of doing anything after elections that's meaningful. This is a complete and utter waste of time by Carrie Lake. It was from the start. The answer here is over the next 18 months, learning everything that happened and getting in a position to make sure it doesn't happen again in places like Arizona. That's it. That's the game. Let's go do what they do or somehow stop them from what they do. The court isn't going to do that for you. Figure it out. I'm sorry to say because I'm a big Carrie Lake fan. Big fan. But this was very Trump-esque. You know, you, you try to change the outcome of election. Here's the problem with trying to change the outcome of election. Everyone that's done it has failed. And when you fail, you look like a loser. It tarnishes your brand. Shake hands, walk away, say, we'll try again later. Maybe Carrie Lake could run for senator. Kirsten Cinema's seat is coming up. Maybe Carrie Lake should run against her. Carrie Lake is, or Kirsten Cinema is clearly moving to the center. She's becoming a Republican light because she wants to get reelected in Arizona and keep her cushy job. Carrie Lake is a staunch conservative. I don't know if Carrie Lake would beat Kirsten Cinema. Maybe she would. Maybe she wouldn't. I don't know. But the way you do this is you shake hands, you congratulate your opponent, and you move on. Everyone that's done this, and I've been you know, studying this stuff for since Al Gore, right? Bush v. Gore in Florida. Oh, let's take this to the Supreme Court. This is on the What have you thought of Al Gore since that day? 
since Gore lost, claimed it was a fraud, tried to get it overturned since that day. Come on, be honest. You've seen him as nothing but a loser. And I don't know why politicians can't see and understand that when they do this, it tarnishes their brand. They just look like losers when they do this. And Carrie Lake is the latest to make that mistake. We are one week away from Republicans taking over Congress in Washington, D.C. I was watching a news report Tuesday morning, and they had one of the congressmen, Republican congressmen on. And the questions were, okay, you're a week away. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about the border was the first question. And his answer was, well, we're going to be taking over the committees. Okay, what are you going to do about the border? What are you going to do about funding? What are you going to do about finances? What, what, what's going to change a week from today? Well, we're going to take over the committees and we'll have hearings and meetings. No, no, no. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, we're considering impeaching Mayorkas. He hasn't been very good at the border. We're going to impeach him. Okay, he's not going to quit. They impeached Trump. He didn't quit. What are you going to do? Is there something Congress can do is the question. And I've yet to hear any answer. I get really frustrated because I feel like Republicans are losers. These 19 senators flipped and went along with the $1.7 trillion spending spree. That's a bunch of Democrat wish list stuff. They just caved because they can't stand the thought of a government shutdown. Well, it's not a government shutdown. All you shut down is the stuff we don't need anyway. It's like cutting the fat. We should probably go into a permanent government shutdown. When you, when you shut the government down and say these jobs are non-essential, think about that. Maybe we should get rid of those jobs. And Republicans are afraid of that. They're afraid of a government shutdown. I don't understand why. So they just cave on this. Man, we are soft as a party. We are soft, soft, soft. And, and won't stand up. Most of our politicians will not stand up for what they ran on. They just won't. Because you know why? Again, ruling class. They got it. They're fat and happy. They got private jets. They got lobbyists. They got millions and millions of dollars. You go take your $150,000 a year salary and make $30 million off of it. AOC is worth $30 million. You see this report? Her net worth is now $30 million. She's been there less than six years, making $150,000 a year. So she's made less than a million dollars cumulative salary since being a member of Congress and has a net worth of $30 million. You can see why they all vote yes. I, I, pass that bill. Keep that money flowing. I, <sighs> boy, what a mess. We'll see. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going in open-minded about McCarthy and the Republicans in a week. I'm not. I'm not going in. I'm going in ready to be disappointed. Wildly disappointed. Prove me wrong, guys and ladies. Prove me wrong. I expect to just be insanely disappointed by all this. And if you want to talk insanely disappointed, maybe you had a flight on Southwest Airlines this week. So my son was in Florida for Christmas. My daughter was there too. They flew on Southwest and neither is home. They were flying home Sunday night on Southwest from Sarasota to Phoenix and Sarasota to Kansas City. Sarasota to Phoenix was canceled and rescheduled for Thursday. Sarasota to Kansas City was rescheduled and they sent her home, but then got to Nashville 
and said, we're waiting on a new crew. We'll let you off the plane. Wait right here at the gate. Don't walk away. As soon as the crew's here, we're going to reboard and we're going to go. We'll let you off the plane. They let my daughter and her boyfriend off the plane at Southwest. Then the crew decided they'd had enough and they went home. All the crew members and people that live in Nashville just walked out on Southwest. Said, we've had enough. It's Christmas night. We're going home. And they went home. And so there were no people to fly these planes. 70% of all Southwest flights were canceled on Monday. My daughter was stranded in Nashville. My son is still in Florida. He's looked into, I said, what about American Airlines? $1,600 one way from Sarasota to Phoenix. He says, I'm not doing that. I said, okay, I understand. I get that part. How does this happen? This is, I believe in capitalism and I believe in free enterprise and I believe in the airline's right to make money. But this is a complete and utter scam. They, there needs to be rules or regulations of rerouting these planes, even if they are empty, to get them to the places where they're needed to fly people. There, there were planes on the ground. We're talking about there's nobody here to fly them. We've got you know pilots and crews and stuff stranded in certain places or doing this. How? You know the holidays are coming every year. You've oversold your flights. They, th- that should be illegal. They should never be allowed to sell more tickets than seats. They overbook these things. Then once you start canceling, it's a domino effect. We know what happens. This is a people problem. We have enough airlines, uh, enough airplanes to fly people everywhere they want to go. Now, I'm the last guy in the world that thinks about getting on an airplane for Christmas. If I was ever going to do a warm Christmas or go to Phoenix or something like that, I'm driving. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm going to take a week, 10 days, whatever. We're just going to take the dog, load up the car, and we'll drive. I, I, can't even, I despise the thought of trying to fly around Christmas or even Thanksgiving because we know this happens every year, but nothing this bad and nothing ever worse than Southwest Airlines this year. And I'm not a big government regulation guy. You know, I'm not sitting here championing the FAA or any of that stuff, but there have got to be some regulations on these airlines that prevent this from happening. There are no, it, all they do is give you your flight. They're not giving you your money back. They don't even do hotel rooms anymore. They don't do all that. You can't cancel 70% of your passengers and get them all hotel rooms. You'd go broke, right? So ultimately, what is this about? This is about money. This is about Southwest will not do in the clutch what will cost them money. To do this right when this happens, Southwest would have to operate for several days that are their most profitable days of the year at a loss. But that is indeed what they should be forced to do. The government should be mandating that somehow. There should be regulations around this industry that they can't just stop air travel for their own profits. Was there snow in the Northeast? Yes. Buffalo was really bad. There were places in New York. That should not, it shouldn't have anything to do with Sarasota to Phoenix or Sarasota to Kansas City. The cold weather wasn't shutting things down. It was snow in the Northeast was their excuse. No, this was a people problem. This is a a logistics problem, and this is an airline that did not want to take the proper steps for its passengers, which would cost them money. The proper steps to get it right would be operated at a loss. They did not want to do that, and this is the way they make their profits, and it's sickening. It is, and and look, it's a third world, it's a first world problem to have. It is. Okay, I'm, I'm flying to be with my family members in the warm sunshine, and I can't get back for a couple more days. Okay, not the end of the world. You're not coming over on the Mayflower. There's no scurvy on the ship, right? There's no rats. You're not in any threat of dying here. I get all that. 
But it is also almost 2023, and we should be better than this. There's no excuse for this at all. None. Shame on you, Southwest Airlines. And I've been a big fan of the airline and defended it my whole life. But I, I've found more recently that uh, the places where I go, American flies everywhere, and they're cheaper than Southwest. Southwest isn't cheap anymore. They used to be cheap, but they're not. The bags included, they just, like, I don't check a bag. I carry a bag on. So if I fly Southwest, I'm paying $75 extra for that ticket because, oh, I'm going to check my bag for free? I don't have a bag to check. I don't travel heavy. I'm not checking a bag. It's a ripoff. Yeah. Get off my soapbox. Uh, what's not a ripoff is having a smile for life and Dr. Jeremy Fry and his team doing it for you at Fry Orthodontics. You know they have 13 locations around the Midwest here, around the area. And that smile for life is something that gives you great confidence. It can also help you in your career and your personal life. Invisalign or braces, the same price at Fry Orthodontics. Nobody does that. Log on to fryorthodontics.com and schedule your free consultation for January. Just go in and hear what they have to say. Find out what it's all about for you or your teenager. Fryorthodontics.com. Your smile is just the start. Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC. This week, this week only, spin to win. All cars, new and used. Purchased by the end of the year, by the end of business Saturday, you're going to get to spin the wheel and get a gift card up to $500, a Visa gift card, to pay off your shopping bills, go get whatever it is that you need. That'd be pretty sweet. You get your new ride, the best deals of the year, at pretty much every car dealership right now this week. They're closing their books December 31st. They want to move out everything they possibly can this week. Check it out at robertsrobinson.com. This will be the best deal you get this year. They are wheeling and dealing this week. Make them an offer. Get that new ride. That includes orders. You can order your car to be built and save big right now. They'll put it on the books for 2022. They'd love to close out the year with a sale with you. robertsrobinson.com. Chevrolet, Buick, and GMC. We are professional grade. Okay, in sports, Nathaniel Hackett is run off as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. He's gone. A couple of uh, coordinators are gone too. This was not surprising. They gave up 51 points to the Rams, a bad team, on Sunday. The Broncos weren't competitive. Russell Wilson has gone backwards. His contract is worth about $250 million. Here's the deal. They owe him 165 guaranteed. The Walmart family just bought the Broncos for $5 billion. In the grand scheme of things, $5 billion, you just bought a train wreck. You purchased something on fire. This is like buying a house, and the day you sign the papers for your house, you see, well, there's a little smoldering going on. Yeah, it's probably going to burn down, but that's okay. I still want to buy the house. They knew what they were buying. The Broncos have been very poorly run for a long period of time now a very poorly run organization. John Elway's been a disaster. Everything they've done, they had an illness with the previous owners and, and a death, and the kids didn't know how to run it. This, this thing's been completely and utterly mismanaged. So you bought something. Let's say if, you're, if the price of your team is $5 billion, what's the difference, honestly, for the Walmart billionaires if it's $5.15 billion? What's the difference? So eating Russell Wilson's contract doesn't sound all that bad to me. Let's assume they paid him $50 million this year. They owe him $160 guaranteed. So they're going to owe him another $110. Are they going to whack Russell Wilson too and just pay him his $110 million and that's it? And Russ retires or goes somewhere else? Because I don't care about Nathaniel Hackett. He's not a good coach. He's not a good head coach. This is not, has nothing to do with him. But guess what he was not as bad at? He was not as bad at his job as Russell Wilson is at quarterback. 
Russell Wilson is the worst quarterback in the NFL. How did this happen? Did Pete Carroll make Russell Wilson's career? Did the Seattle defense make Russell Wilson's career? Yeah, a lot of people are looking around going, yeah, there's a reason he was never MVP. There's a reason he didn't get votes. We watch him play. There's nobody worse than Russell Wilson. Maybe Tua in the fourth quarter this weekend was worse, but that was just a quarter after slamming his head on the turf. Russell Wilson is terrible. The Broncos are terrible. They got to gut this whole thing. I think they're going to part with Russ too. I think they're just going to walk away from this. This is officially the worst missed call of my career. The Kevin was wrong. I thought Russell Wilson of the Broncos immediately made them a Super Bowl contender. Immediately. And I care who the coach was. I was like, oh boy, they have lacked the quarterback in Denver and had good defense and Russ can win games. He's never been Patrick Mahomes, but we've watched Russ win games. Russ can cook. And he always seems to win in the end. Makes a play, wins a game. He did a lot of that in Seattle. Should have known better. If Seattle was letting him walk, there was something wrong. There was something not right with Russ that Seattle just let him walk. They chose the coach over the quarterback, and it's worked out okay for Seattle. It's a tough loss for them against the Chiefs this past week. They're on the outside looking in in the playoffs, but they still have a chance with a couple wins. I don't know. I really don't care if it takes Denver forever or if they ever get good again because the division's tough enough the way it is. The Chargers made the playoffs last night by beating the Colts on Monday Night Football. Just manhandled the Colts up and down the field. Everything they did, they did right. The Colts are dangerous, or the Chargers are dangerous. Nobody really playing better than the Chargers right now. They look terrific. And they're in. Don't want to see them coming to Arrowhead. No thanks. Hard pass. I'd rather play the better teams or the perceived better teams. They're all good in the AFC. The only thing I think I'd like to do is play Miami, a team like that, or Tennessee, one of those outfits. I'm not sure I even want to play Jacksonville because Trevor Lawrence is coming on. Number one rated passer in the league since week nine is Trevor Lawrence. AFC playoffs. Wow, is this going to be hard. It's going to be really hard, but Denver's spiraling out of control. They're firing everybody, and I think they're going to have to eat the money on Russell Wilson. You'd leave that up to your new people. You know, you got a general manager. You got to get somebody in place to run your football operation. You got to hire your coach. And then you ask them what to do with Russell Wilson. But this ownership bought this team. You, if you invest $5 billion, you're willing to lose $100 million. You can do it. You just, you bought a, a burning house and you got to put the fire out before you can rebuild. And that's where Denver is. They're in a bad, bad way. KKHI is also brought to you by the Bluemont Hotel in Manhattan and Goolsby's Inter- Indoor Entertainment. Center, it's a wonderful place to stay for business. Manhattan, Kansas is the second fastest growing metropolitan area in America. Can you believe that? Population is up 38% in Manhattan over the last five years. And as people are moving their businesses there or relocating, when they visit, they stay at the Bluemont Hotel. There's no place in town like it. It is gorgeous. Locally owned and operated right between the corners there of campus and Aggieville. You're going to love your stay there, but it's great for seminars, business travelers, conferences, training events. For more information, log on to BluemontHotel.com. That's BluemontHotel.com. And Goolsby's, just go get yourself a cold beer or have a little indoor fun while it's cold this winter. Swing by Goolsby, maybe do a little duck pin bowling or driving range, indoor batting cages. It's fun. Uh, Goolsby's right there, part of the Bluemont Hotel in Manhattan. Advantage Termite and Pest Control online at AdvantageTPC.com. You know they're the only pest control company I've ever used. It's time to switch for 2023. Make it annual, sign up for the annual service, and you will find out that Advantage is better than anybody you've ever had in your home. Advantage T 
tpc.com. 913-768-8989 for Advantage, Termite, and Pest Control. Tua uh, is in concussion protocol with the Broncos. And the first thing, the first question I asked is when the Broncos put him in concussion protocol on Monday, they didn't take him out of the game Sunday. He played horribly. He lost the game for his team. Let's just call it what it was. Tua was so bad, he lost the game for his team. They never thought to take him out. The doctors who watched the game, the independent doctors that watched the game, nobody thought, oh, he's hurt. Get him out of the game. Nothing. Zero. He just went out and played stinky. And then on Monday, they announced he's in concussion protocol. And you know me, I'm a skeptic by nature. I've seen way too many players playing poorly suddenly be placed on a list with an injury as the excuse for why they're so bad. Tua did hit his head in this game in the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, he threw all those picks and he looked terrible. He's never looked worse. He was awful. He lost the game for his team. And maybe it was because he hit his head. But if it was because he hit his head and now everybody's making excuses for Tua stinking, and maybe they just want to put, is it Teddy Bridgewater's the backup? Maybe they just want Bridgewater to play. They don't want to embarrass Tua. They're still trying to get in the playoffs here. They're the seven seed right now. They got a lot on the line with their last two games. The Dolphins do. Maybe they're just like, we kind of maybe need to make a change here because Tua's not getting it done. He's failing miserably here, and this was awful. Maybe it was his head. But if it was his head, how come they didn't know? How come they didn't see it? How come they didn't ask him? How come the independent doctors on the sideline and up in the booth didn't say, wow, quarterback looks like he hit his head there. Let's go get him checked out. That's the protocol. That's what you're supposed to do. Not wait until the fallout the next day after you've had your butt kicked and your quarterback looked terrible and say, we put him in protocol, which means, translation, he ain't playing this week. You don't go into concussion protocol on Monday and play. Plus, this is the second time this year. He's probably done for the year, to be honest, if that's their decision, that they've decided this is concussion and protocol, it's over. But the bigger question is, how do they miss this stuff in game? We've got all these procedures in place. How did they miss it in game? I'll tell you how they missed it. I'm going to leave up about a 25% possibility that he didn't have a concussion, that there's nothing wrong with him, that they've decided to move on and play the other quarterback, and this is the way to do it. Without any embarrassment, it makes a great excuse for why he played so crappy. Is it likely that was the reason he played crap, crap, crappy? Maybe. I'm, I'm not arguing against that. I'm not telling you that I know. I'm just saying there's a chance this isn't the story that you think it is. There is a chance that that is the case. Oh, and you'll like this. I like reading stories about Vegas. Vegas real estate, Vegas casinos, which ones get torn down, Somehow it came up on Christmas Day. My father-in-law was talking about Circus Circus that they'd taken the family there years ago. This is the family destination. My parents took me there. Uh, might have been the 70s or 80s. Circus Circus. They had these indoor high-flying trapeze acts and things, and it was fun. There were the, the upper level of the thing was skee-ball, all your carnival games for kids. It was like Dave and Buster's in a casino, basically. And he says, I don't think Circus Circus is still there. So I looked it up, and, and yep, it's still there. They just put $30 million into this thing and made it look a lot nicer. And $30 million is not a lot by Vegas standards, but it spruced up Circus Circus pretty good. The guy who owns Circus Circus is named Phil Ruffin, and he is a billionaire. And this is not MGM or Caesars, one of these big corporations. It's just owned by a guy, Phil Ruffin. He bought the property. It was distressed. He bought all the land next to it, the fairgrounds. Well, what has happened now over time? 
with his 37 acres that he's been squatting on. It's just been sitting there on the strip, easily the biggest and most valuable piece of property that he's sitting on. He's been squatting, squatting, squatting. People thought, well, he's going to sell it. He's going to flip it. He's going to make a bunch of money. No, he wants to build. And here's who he's talking to about building. And think about how successful this has been with the Raiders in Las Vegas. With the Davis family, the city, everything they've done. Phil Ruffin, the billionaire, wants to build a stadium, a resort hotel, and casino for the Oakland A's. Get out of Oakland and come to Vegas. He'd have a retractable roof because he gets really hot in the summer in Vegas. The whole deal. He's got all the land in the world, and he wants to tie it in with the team, and they're negotiating it right now. Now, there's another piece of land toward the southern part of the Strip, near the Tropicana, I think, or one of those places that the A's are looking at as well. So they're trying to leverage it, but how are you going to do better than this? You create your own destination. Maybe it's baseball-themed. Who knows what it would be? That is a property that would get used a lot. You're talking about a baseball stadium. You get 81 home games a year. You can play a couple of exhibition games there. You can do concerts, uh, events, venues. I mean, you could absolutely kill it on the strip with a baseball stadium, hotel, casino, and resort. Phil Ruffin knows it. We'll see what happens. I bring it up because, you know, the Royals are going through this thing, and everybody has a plan. You know, you try to find a plan that's going to work for you, your organization, and what it is that you do. This would be something for the Oakland A's. I mean, that would be amazing. If they moved to Vegas, it would be amazing. Not quite as amazing as a new kitchen in your home or redoing a bathroom. Maybe it's just countertops and flooring in a small bathroom. Cross kitchens will do that too. It doesn't have to be a mega job. They don't have to remodel the entire house. You have a small project, they love those too. Whether it's countertop replacement or floor refinishing, they're on it. Cross kitchens, kc.com. It's Tim Cross. Most jobs are done in two weeks or less. And you can really trust these folks. Sit down with him, meet him face-to-face. He looks a little bit like Luke Bryan. I've said that before. And say, here's what we were thinking. What do you think? And just see if it's a match. There's no, there's no, no, you're not obligated to do anything. To sit down and discuss with him the possibility of something, there's no obligation. That's absolutely free. Make the call and meet Tim. 816-898-7047. And of course, our friends at the Finch Knife Company, I've got a couple people that have emailed me and said they gave Finch Knives for Christmas and it was the happiest gift under the tree. That the people that got them just went, wow, that is so much better than an ugly sweater. It's so much better than your t- traditional gift, right? Oh, thanks. You bought me an ugly sweater. I'll wear it next Christmas. You know, people try. Gift giving is hard. It wasn't hard this year with Finch Knife Company. Online at finchknifeco.com. You can get them at Shields and the Bullet Hole as well in the Kansas City area. Keep life from getting dull with a Finch pocket knife. Great folks over there. Spencer and Steve at Finch Knife Co. They design them all right here in their studio in Kansas City. Hope you're enjoying your holiday week. There's going to be an awful lot of football this week. It is Bowl Mania Bowl Week. I think there's four games on this Tuesday. Kansas is playing Wednesday afternoon against Arkansas. We discussed that with Stan Weber. If you haven't heard the football feast, there's great bowl coverage in that podcast to get you ready for all these games this week. I think you'll enjoy it immensely if you haven't heard it. We always thank you for listening. Please tell your friends about KKHI and have them hit that subscribe button if you could on their iPhone or their Android or their desktop, whatever it is, however they choose to listen, have them follow the podcast. It's absolutely free. And that way they get the notification every day when the podcast goes up and you can tell your friends that you think Kevin Keatsman has issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. 
presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!